Hey everyone, welcome to season one, episode six of the Matt Martial Arts Podcast. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Chris Hansen uh, from Karate Unity. He's a practitioner from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, who I've come to recently know just over the past couple of weeks. Um, I've been a, a big fan of his content on YouTube and Instagram and whatnot. And so last week I reached out to him and said, I'd love to have him on the show. And Chris was like, yep, let's do it. Send me a link. So I was like, cool, this is uh, definitely my kind of guy. So we had a really good conversation around the benefits of cross-training, the performance benefits from, you know, sampling from other styles, picking out what works, adding it to your own training, as well as also the, the spiritual growth that comes from it and the friendships, because anytime you can expand your, your own horizons, uh, oftentimes very good things come from it. We also talked about the power of mentorship and how as martial artists, the entire community grows stronger every time we uh, we help each other out. So it was a great conversation. It was super entertaining. I really liked uh, Chris's way that he broke things out. And also I learned a lot. Chris has a really good insights into training. Uh, he talks about his social media presence, something that I'm a big fan of. And I will definitely be dropping links to his socials in the uh, the bio for the for the episode. So be sure to check that as, out as well. So uh, let's just jump right into it. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed interviewing. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I was really excited to have you on. And you definitely have a cool origin story. Can you can you share with the listeners kind of like what got you into the martial arts and kind of what keeps you going so uh, so vibrantly? Yeah, sure. So uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Uh, it's it's always a honor and a surprise when someone reaches out and and checks out my mission and things. And uh, so yeah, I'm really grateful to be here. Uh, so yeah, my name is Chris Hansen, uh, founder of Karate Unity. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, our my my focus is on cross training and other arts and combat sports. Um, and Karate Unity, just really quick before I get into uh, to answer that question, uh, Karate Unity is is basically a teaching and learning collective uh, based out of here in, in Toronto, Canada. And we we consist of uh, a traditional martial artists, combat sport players, and tactical combative instructors. And um, uh, I, I find that that synergistic group uh, very helpful in all of our development. Um, like for example, the combat combat sport guys can benefit from the self-defense guys. The self-defense guys can develop it from the traditionalism. The traditional guys can develop, uh, can, you know, can, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's really cool. So yeah, we, uh, we're, we're a bunch of instructors that get together, share, uh, share uh, seminars. Uh, we teach each other, we grade our students. And uh, yeah, so why did this all start? Really simple. Um, I grew up in Scarborough, uh, which is a, a, a city here in Toronto. Um, a small one. And back in the time, like I'm 54 years old right now. Uh, I uh, grew up in the late 60s. Um, it was a racially turbulent time here in Toronto. Um, and uh, unfortunately, you know, we were the only Asian Asian family uh, at this particular school settlement. And um, it was uh, it was rough. It, it was rough growing up, man. Um, and uh, I was bullied every day. It's a very typical story. You know, I was I was bullied every day. Everything from the way I looked to how I smelled to how my parents looked to the food I ate to the music I listened to, to whatever the way I walked and talked and who I spoke to and you name it, man, it's it's all in my head, right? And uh, I uh, I hated that. 
it, it really affected me. Um, and I find uh, I found that uh, people weren't united; they were segregated, and uh, it was terrible. Um, and so, you know, I was getting beaten up pretty much on on the weekly. Uh, you know, everything from just being pushed and shoved to emotional abuse to to actually getting cut um cut and kicked and punched and thrown into lockers and all the whole bit, right? And uh, it, it it wasn't fun. Um, my dad gave me a choice. He said, uh, "Listen, I'm going to put you in hockey, or I'm going to put you in martial arts. Uh, take your pick." I didn't even know what martial arts was, but I knew what hockey was because everybody at that uh, uh, you know ca Canada and hockey it's a big it's a big thing over here. Um, at that particular time, everybody in my school was in this hockey league. I didn't want to be there because all the guys were there, all these bullies were there. So I said, uh, "Nope, nope to hockey. Uh, let's try this martial art thing out." And it, we didn't have a lot of pickings back then. So it was just karate and stuff. And um, yeah, I, the moment I set foot in this club, man, I saw white, black, brown, Asian, fat, skinny, girls, boys, you name it. Everybody under the rainbow was there. They all had their story. They all had their issues. And for once in my life, bro, I felt accepted. And, and, uh, that was it. That was a powerful moment. I saw, I, you know, as much as my dad and I don't see eye to eye in a lot of things, that's one thing that we see very much eye to eye. And I am so happy I, every time when I go see him at, you know, like when we go eat and whatever, I hang out at his place so I, with my mom and stuff, I, I give him a big hug and, you know, I tell him, I said, you know, I really appreciate what you did for me, man. You know, and, and, uh, you know, so it, it was that, so that, that whole piece, um, being in a martial arts school, it's something special, especially, you know, traditional karate school. It's where it's that group fitness vibe. You're there. You're, you have a, a structure. You're, you're repping the crap out of stuff. You're, you're hearing everybody beside you sweat. Uh, you're feeling the breath and it's just so spiritual, but it's also uh, primal and uh, it, it's amazing. You know, and I, I did that. I got addicted to it, man. And um, I put in, put in time for like, uh, 14 years in one style, um, another 12 in another. Uh, so I, I have 26 of un 26 years of uninterrupted traditional hardcore training, which was really good. Um, and then my cross training journey began, which we'll talk about that later. But uh, that's so the beginnings, man. That's how that's why I started Unity, because I, I so so in a nutshell, I, I wanted I wanted to have a system or a thinking, uh, a way of thinking to embrace other people's differences, um, especially in the martial arts, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you put in enough time in, in a particular martial art, it all ends up looking the same. It's really, it is on a biomechanical level. If you strip out, like if you take a car, right, you got the structure of the car, you have all these amazing looking designs, aerodynamic designs, you know, this and that. But if you look at the car, you take the hood up, and you look underneath, it's an engine, man, you know, and it's martial arts is the same thing. I mean, it's designed to stop violence and it's designed to creatively, uh, you know, foster character. Um, and that's the artistic part and the martial part. Right. And all martial arts share the same tactical things, you know, cut center line, stop the opponent, break balance, get out. That's it. Right. So, Chris, you know what I love? so much yeah. about your story is you you ended the cycle of violence right because you very easily could have you know become the bully you know you could you could get the training 
you could bully the people who couldn't, you know, who couldn't stand up to you. You could do those things, but instead what you've done is you've done a big pivot to where you bring the unity where everybody's welcome, right? And first off, your content is amazing. And that was the reason why I reached out to you. I love the message of unity. I love the freedom of thought that the martial arts truly becomes an art when you're open-minded, you're flowing, and you're incorporating other things, whether it's a thought process, if it's respect for somebody else, they teach you a cool move, openness to other arts. I just, I love that message. And so that was also cool. And I applaud you as a person Thank for you. taking your rough upbringing and now all of a sudden making the world a better place because really that's what you're doing. And can you tell me about like your seminars? Because it seems pretty, it seems pretty cool and unique. So if you could tell me about your seminars and how it's like a joining of styles, I think that would be, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So um, I started recently uh, going on the international circuit. Um, I'd say back at 2018, 2019, uh, I, I went to uh, uh, Texas, I think back in 2018. Uh, I don't know if you heard of these guys, uh, karate culture, karate culture guys. Yeah. You heard of them? Yep. Uh, yeah. They're based in uh, San Antonio. Uh, but now they moved, uh, they kind of split up and, uh, Michael's still doing his thing, but, uh, what I, I went over there and we did some work there together. Uh, Michael basically said, he says, listen, uh, I like what you're doing. He goes, um, you need to, you need to put your stuff on YouTube. You need to get some tech going and, you know, go for it. I'll, I'll help you unleash the floodgates of your material. And so that shout out to Michael at uh, karate unity. I, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Karate culture. They, uh, they're actually rebranded now, and uh, I think they're called Karate Breakdowns, which oh, is uh, okay. I, yeah. So if you want to check uh, check that channel out, it's really cool stuff. They, uh, I, I want to tell you, I was inspired by his mission, and so I, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to be a copycat, copycat YouTuber. So I tried to find. Well, it wasn't really hard to do. Um, my my mission is really simple. Uh, you know, uh, immerse yourself in what you love and Im insert. Uh, ideas from everywhere you know and and so this is uh i don't know wh where was i going with this um seminars seminars so so then anyway since i since i got that channel established which was in 2019 um people from all over the place started uh messaging me uh, you know very much like yourself just saying uh hey chris man uh do you have any books uh chris do you have a website do you have this do you have that do you have a, a patreon do you have you know all this kind of stuff and i'm going no, 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 and no, and no, right? So I, I, I was thinking, oh man, I got to do something. There's a demand apparently for this kind of thing, and I'm thinking, okay, I, uh, I got to talk to my wife. I got to figure out how I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mobile here, and I'm gonna, I, I need to change, change things now. So, yeah, so that gave birth to seminars. I, I first started uh, doing that in the UK. Um, um, I established a, a, a relatively uh, close knit following over there. Um, like there's big names like Ian Abernathy. I don't know if you heard of that name. Um, he's, he's, uh, I guess you could say, uh, one of the, um, uh, founding fathers of practical karate. I mean, he, he's, uh, he comes from a pedigree of, of hardcore guys, uh, in the UK, like Jeff Thompson and, um, and, and those guys. And, um, so anyway, uh, I did some work with him uh, recently. I taught uh, alongside him, along with Les Bubka and Christian uh, Wedavart, uh, the, the Germany chapter of uh, Ian's uh, work. Um, and so I just made 
uh, a lot of contacts uh, recently, uh, the last couple of years. And so I've been flying over there. And, uh, you know, it, what's beautiful is they have a traditional karate curriculum there. Very open-minded, but it's still under the karate umbrella, which is nice. Uh, very freestyle. They they embrace other arts and combat sports, but this is where I come in. So I come in and uh, uh, like for them, it's still under the karate umbrella, but for me, it's martial arts that yeah. has karate flavors to it. Yeah. Uh, it's a little different, right? So I I I show them. I like for example, um, the last seminar uh, in Germany and in the UK, uh, we did uh, lots of practical drills from savat from boxing, from Filipino martial arts, uh, the trapping and checking and, and, and things like this. And I showed them how that is biomechanically similar to a lot of the kata and kihon that we're doing. And a lot of these guys were going, whoa, okay, I see that connection. And they're going, yeah, exactly. And I said, you know, cross-training in these arts, these guys are specialists in this. So for example, like Wing Chun guys, they, they trap up center line all the time, but karate has trapping, boxing has trapping, Right. Um, uh, Wing Chun has trapping to affect your balance and so that they can set up something else. Um, but so does boxing. But boxing does it at a different range. But the fact that you can take take a, a subtlety from boxing, like, for example, the lead lead hand trap to, to jab, say, to set up the cross or the overhand, that little minute minutia of movement can be inserted into your Wing Chun game and your karate game. Right. And so I showed them how to do that and I showed them drills and it, it seemed to be successful. So I filmed a lot of content when I was there and, and just slowly by slowly, I'm trying to trickle it out. You know, it's just so much to do, man. It's just, I'd be divorced if I, if I did this full time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know, you know what, what's, yeah. uh, what's really impressive is how, again, it's, it's opening up to different perspectives. I had a fantastic uh, discussion yesterday with, uh, with Tony White from, uh, from Shoshin, Shoshin Jiu-Jitsu in Erie, Pennsylvania. And he's he's become a friend in, in much the same way as you, right? And he has this very cool open philosophy of in, you know integration of all different types of useful pieces of different styles to become more well-rounded and sort of sharing that and sharing the lineage and showing respect for, for other arts as well. And I think 100%. that it's very easy, very easy in some styles, if you're with the wrong instructor and you have the wrong sort of like, you know, school culture, it's very easy to feel threatened and defensive by other styles and to say, no, 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 ours is perfect. And well, sensei, like what happens if somebody attacks you like this? Well, they never could. Well, okay, everything could happen, right? So I think it's really cool when, you, when you're opening eyes and perspectives, it's also a very, um, very caring way for you to be teaching others because you're, you're having them embrace reality. And that was a big part of my discussion yesterday with, with Tony, as we were talking about respect and understanding lineage of, of all of the different you know, styles and really figuring out, okay, can I integrate this into my game and, and where would I? And sort of just overcoming, overcoming ignorance in all forms is good, but especially in the martial arts, because sometimes it's easy to look past another style because it is not your style. Right. At the end of the day, we're artists. We, we need to integrate in anything and everything that feels right, in my opinion. Oh, 100 um, percent. Well said. Really well said. Thank um, you. I, I uh, some connection points to that is like, you know, it, it's kind of like the whole Bruce Lee thing. Right. Uh, the whole JKD, you know, Bruce had an epiphany ever since 
ever since he came to to the U uh, to the U.S. Man, he uh, be water, my friend. He, huh? Be water, yeah, be water, friend. and just flow. You know, like he uh, he was he was beyond his time, man. And that's one of the reasons why I I, I got I have huge inspiration for Bruce. I mean, I have <laughs> if I could just show you here, I got Bruce Please. Lee cutouts. Uh, oh no way! See that in the background yes. there. I got Bruce Lee cut out to my dojo. I got a ton of Bruce Lee paraphernalia upstairs in my library. I mean, I uh, I love the whole idea of, you know, absorbing what is useful, looking at martial arts as a language, man. You know, it, it's it's a language of movement and strategy. You know, the moment you 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 stay and marinate in one style, you're you've you've been you've lost already because. And so so here's the thing. Right. When you take a look. I'm not a historic history guy, so uh, you know I might be off on a couple of of, of times and, and years here, but uh, but I'll just say the the general generalities. Like, um, let's look at Okinawan karate. Okay, Okinawan karate uh, came came from Okinawa, but they had influences around the countries around it. Um, in particular, China. Uh, you know, a strong uh, a strong influence from. Uh, white crane gung fu, you know, um, that that came across, you know, over over to uh, and influenced goju styles and things. So like, you know, you know, movements like this and and movements, hardcore grabbing movements and all that stuff, all came from from white crane, arguably, you know, uh, along with uh, a lot of other arts, right? And and the thing is, these guys, these masters, were highly insecure about a lot of things, for, from a strategic point of view, they were. They were developing themselves, but they were also looking at what are these other countries and cities are doing, you know, and as they started to get more, uh, you know, uh, they traveled out more, they started to see, hey, all these other countries are doing similar things, let's bring it back. And, um, you know, so that's that. If you look at the Kung Fu world, there was war, like wars against schools in terms of like the Wing Chun school versus the Hungar school right. versus the Tiger school, you know, they were always kind of competing and looking at each other tactically stealing certain ideas and so what i'm trying to say is martial arts have has always been evolving always and it's kind of like this but then you know for some reason there has been this disconnect where everything's plateauing now you know uniforms believe it or not is not traditional uniforms is very modern like like martial artists back in the day and and this is historically proven you can read about this uh, traditional karate guys wouldn't wear any uniforms. They just wear whatever their home clothing. Sometimes it was hot. They would just take their shirts off. They would go bare chested with with underwear basically, and they just train right. And and that's you know. And then later on, uniforms came in. And but I don't know that the the way I see it is is everyone is is has evolved, but for some reason we haven't in, in some cases. Right. And I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring that back and say, listen, stop the madness. You are not the best. Karate is not the best. And there's all these guys that claim that karate has everything. Oh, if you don't practice the kata and do a deep dive into kata, you are missing karate. And I'm going, oh, right. I can gain more out of my karate if I start talking to other people. I'm not rejecting my karate. I can just get so much meaning. It's like it's like it's like you and I, okay? If you and I decided tonight that we're going to order a book from Amazon, you buy the book, I buy the book, and we both read it together, 
I swear, if we chatted about this book in a couple of weeks from now, I would get different perspectives from you on that same book. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. But that's a great, like that is a, another great sort of segue into this thing of ego, right? Because I, yeah. I feel like ego is this construct that keeps so many people apart when you don't understand the other style. Like I grew up, you know, for probably 15 years doing karate, Tongsudo karate. And to this day, I still love it. And I've been training Gracie Jiu Jitsu uh, with Henner and Hiron Gracie out in Torrance. I've been training there for, you know, nine and a half, 10 years. And the, the ideology of one style being superior to another, to me, is just very, very foreign to me. Like, I don't really, I don't really see the benefit in putting down another style. Like I am personally, (laughs) I think it makes people sick sometimes. I, I am a huge fan of Aikido and, Mm. and I've, I've always, I've always loved watching the flow of Aikido. And I see that, yes, it's um, you need, you need to have a very specific attack done to you for a lot of the Aikido to, to quote unquote work. But I still see so many beautiful things in it, like the the footwork and the wrist locks and, you know, and obviously the throws and whatnot, they're all amazing. So it's like, I'm hoping to one day integrate some Aikido into my game as well if not, if for nothing more than sort of like this like philosophical underpinning of having exposure to more and more art so i have the karate background uh which i know is perishable and i don't even consider myself a black belt anymore because i haven't really trained for a long time jujitsu i'm a purple belt there i want to keep expanding my horizons and expanding my friendships and my relationships with other like-minded people who are cool who are able to say hey here is what we do and sort of share. And I, and I think it's it's yourself, your selflessness and the way that you present your art to me is super impressive. Now, I've seen your training tapes and for anybody listening, I'm, I'm going to put links to your socials in, oh, you know, you. On, on the podcast page. Oh, my pleasure. And I would strongly suggest anybody go check it out because the usefulness of your interpretation of your art, I think, is highly commendable. Uh, and I think it's super cool because it opens up doors for other people who may not have been fans of traditional karate if they had the wrong type of exposure. I strongly suggest they check out yours and they say, wow, that is a very cool take on karate because the practicality really jumps out. And that was the thing that really struck me is how amazing and cool your content is. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm i still sincere. a baby uh, when it comes to <laughs> this kind of stuff. I, I, I'm i always growing on that too. I mean, um, I, uh, I'm learning how to use different editors. I'm learning how to colorize things. I'm learning how to increase my title, uh, uh, title presentation. And there's so many different, uh, aspects to content creation. I, I am just a baby man. Like, uh, but I appreciate the comments. I, uh, over this last two weeks, I've been, uh, last week, actually, as I, we, we spoke uh, prior to recording, I, I'm on vacation. So I, I use that time for just a little personal development, learning, learning how to edit better, <laughs> you know, because, uh, in the new year, I want to lessons. Oh, anytime, man. We can do a Zoom chat over it, but um, <laughs> we can share screens and I can show you. It's not hard. Um, but uh, I used to pay people to do stuff for me, but now now I learn. I'm learning how to do it on my own. Um, but uh, back to your point. Um, I I, I respectfully want to just point something out. Um, I a lot of people when they look at Aikido, you see, I and when they look at any style, they're looking at it from the lens of the how could I say the the lifestyle that they're living right now, the time zone that they're living in right now. So for example, if you and I were to look at Aikido or karate or 
Taekwondo or whatever. And, and I mentioned these particular uh, arts because they're high, these arts like karate, uh, when, when you talk to a lot of people who don't know about martial arts, when they, when you, when you say karate, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, they say uh, McDojo. They think kids, they think, um, you know, karate kid, right? They think yep. robotic movements, right? When you look at Aikido, when you ask them about Aikido, they think of, uh, you know, long, long dresses, um, you know, flowery pre-organ, pre, pre-arranged movements that, that, are, that's not realistic. And, you know, Aikido takes a big, uh, you know, gets dumped on a lot, right? A hundred percent unfairly. Yeah. Yeah. Unfairly. And, and Taekwondo too. Oh, toe tappers. They just jump around, you know, and kick, kick, kick. And okay. But here's the thing. I don't blame people for judging that because that's all they see, you see. But when you put in time and you talk to OGs in the game, like, oh my God, like, let, let me just tell you this, okay? Um, tai Chi, okay? Now, everybody, when they look at Tai Chi, tai, the, this, this whole talk about Tai Chi is the same as Aikido. So you, you'll know what I mean when I, when, I, when I unravel this. I think I know um, what you're going to say, yes. So I, uh, I, uh, uh, So let's make a bet. Let's see if you're right. Okay. So, so, um, um, okay. Uh, when I was, I, I had a relationship breakdown, uh, many, many years ago, over 10 years ago, it was a, it was a serious one. It affected me. I had to move homes and this and that. And, uh, uh, I, I worked out at a gym, um, uh, it, it's a gym called good life. It's a pretty big gym here in Toronto uh, in Canada, actually. And, uh, uh, there was a dance studio there that I would go in there just to, you know, drink water and take it easy, walk around, warm up and or cool down. And there was a Chinese man over there. He was training. He was a Tai Chi guy. He had his school, Tai Chi Chuan, and, uh, you know, traditional kind of guy, characters, this and that. Uh, old man, but uh, older gentleman, I should say, uh, fit. He was all cut to shreds, really, really fit, clean skin, you know, good looking guy, uh, very fit, you know. And uh, um, he had all his students there. And, and, you know, when I walked in and they were just doing, you know, they were doing their nice, fluid kind of stuff, right? And I was thinking... You know, stereotypically, oh, that's Tai Chi, right? Yeah, no, no worries. Tai Chi, I didn't think anything of it. I go back in, do a couple of sets, come back in, and I see a different, the same group. They're doing something different now. So now I see the guy with the whistle. I see his, I see with his water, and uh, he uh, he took off his traditional gear, and he's got a T-shirt on with shorts. And uh, I see the same group. And on one, they got mats out. One side's grappling. The other side's striking. The other side's wrist locking. The other side's just kind of just kind of just wrestling. And I'm going, uh, oh, I go a uh, different class. Uh, I said, hey, how you doing? I go, is, it, is this a different class? He goes, no, this is Tai Chi. I went, what? I was goes, I yeah. have to admit, I was wrong. I yeah. was definitely wrong. He goes, This is a this is Tai Chi that I teach it differently. He says, uh, this I, I show the applications of all the forms. He goes, uh, you don't understand what I'm talking about, right? And I go, No, I think I know what you're talking about, but uh let me let, let me let me confirm that. I go, can you show me an example? Respectfully, I just want to know, right? So he he called his he called some of his students over. He goes, okay, this guy here is a he's a Greco-Roman wrestler guy. This guy here is a boxer, and they all train my curriculum, but they flavor my Tai Chi. And I use I show them how I can connect it to the forms. So he was showing me this move here where you kind of put your hand down here and you put your hand right across the body. So from your perspective, it looks like this, mm -hmm. right? And so what that move was, I kind of understood it, but I didn't quite get it until he had to show me, was it's basically a, a, a throw. So you're crashing in, you're taking this hand, you're passing it, and you're just smashing this hand right across the body 
and you, you can't see my legs right now, but my legs kind of shoot behind you and drop. And so when I'm doing that, your body spins and goes right down to the ground. It's a beautiful takedown. You see that actually in MMA all the time. They do it. Sambo does it. Wrestlers do it. Judo guys do it. Right? So, yeah. um, but, but it's all in the Tai Chi forms, you see? So, so, um, that was mind blowing, you know? And so I'm saying, okay, martial arts is a language. You got to learn it and you got to learn how to unpack it by cross training in different arts. Right. So yeah, that's, Chris, that is, that is so cool. <laughs> I, I was expecting something else. And my, my story on that was really quick where I spent some time in Hong Kong. This is back in 2005, 2006. I was there for work. And uh, I used to go and I used to watch the guys doing Tai Chi in the park and it was all different ages and they were flowing through very, very smoothly, softly, just, just, it looked beautiful. But I kept thinking, well, it's not that practical, right? That, you know, like, how could you actually practically apply this? And then one day I was there and they started picking up this, picking up the pace and, you know, with each other. And they're actually showing, they're showing some things, but they weren't, they weren't actually striking. They weren't actually coming together. But I was like, wow, like Taiji, when done fast, you can see the effectiveness when you flow much quicker, but they were still yeah. flowing. And that was the part that was so impressive to me. I thought that's what you were going to say, but that was, that is a really cool perspective. So, um, so I, I realized, and I want to be respectful of time. And also I'd love to have you back on the show. I think that I I'm taking an educated guess saying that you and I could probably be on for 15 hours and, and still <laughs> be super excited and, and keep going. Um, oh, yeah, man. but so one thing I'd love to just sort of just wrap up with for now. And like I said, I'd love to have you on multiple times. I, I just, I feel this really cool connection with you is if you're, um, if you're a brand new first time student, like what advice would you give you to the kid who's just getting started or even more importantly to the adult who wants to get started doing martial arts, but is tinted is feeling anxiety about getting started. What, what would you tell them? Um, well, I, I would have to get to know their reason. You know, it's all, it all comes down to the why, right? You got to know your why, you know, uh, why do you want to do martial arts? What's your goal? You know, if, is it, if it's just fitness, you don't need martial arts for that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but if it's for self-defense, uh, then you would probably be better off at a, at a Krav Maga school or a school that teaches tactical combatives, uh, you know? Um, if you want to learn a combination of everything, then you need to look for a school that's that that cross trains, uh, that has a curriculum that that, you know, that's very holistic. You know, like, believe it or not, you know, a lot of people, uh, traditionalists, they 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 give flack to this. Um, they look at MMA schools now and they they say, oh, that's combat sport. That's that's garbage. Right. But make sure you record it. Yeah. OK, here we go. Hey, Chris and listeners, my my apologies. I had a little technical mishap, 100% my fault on my side. And so I was asking Chris the, the question of what advice would Chris give to to somebody who's day one? And uh, and I'm sorry, and I, and I know we got cut off. Um, if you could sort of keep going with that thought process around trying to trying to under, understand the why of why somebody's going to train and help them. Yeah, yeah so uh, thank you for the question. Um, Basically, it comes down to knowing the person's why, right? And, uh, you know, like I, my why was to um, get into an, some sort of anti-bullying activity. Uh, that was my why. Um, and then in, in the process, the side effect was, you know, I, I, I got some good training. I 
got some good physical training. I met a lot of people and blah, blah. But uh, so if I were to consult somebody on this, I would find out what their why is, you know, if their focus is on, on just, you know, getting a good, um, a good workout, but they also want to learn martial arts too, then, uh, you know, they would have to go to a place that does that. Right. And a lot of schools have a very good physical training. Um, I'm, uh, I'm very, uh, this is my personal choice. Uh, I like a lot, a lot of my family friends and, and, and close friends and stuff. They always come to me for advice. You know, wh where should I take my kid? This and that they wanted to take them to some Taekwondo and stuff. And I said, uh, no offense, but a lot of Taekwondo schools now are very commercial. Um, uh, not all schools are cut from the same loincloth though, you know? So, uh, yep. let me come, come with you and we'll check it out. Right. So, um, but you know, unfortunately a lot of the Taekwondo schools in their area, uh, <clears throat> didn't really fit the bill and what they wanted. So then I said, uh, let's take a look at some MMA schools, right? And they have kids programs there too. And so a lot of MMA schools now are not just teaching combat sport, but they're teaching an integration of a lot of arts, right? And and so um, that would be uh, kind of like a one-stop shopping, right? Because you're getting striking, you're getting grappling. And depending on the coach, if he's, uh, you know, subcontracting out, you know, Muay Thai people, Silat, uh, Wing Chun players, uh, some have even a Kung Fu program in an MMA school. You know, it, it, if you have those kind of things, that's a, a better choice. So, you know, a school that has, uh, you know, a hardcore, you know, uh, uh, you know, base, but subcontracts out or that particular instructor has cross-trained in, in different arts and combat sports, that's a, a, a really good place to, to be. A place where there's a mixed a mix of things, you know, and uh, the instructor it doesn't hold you down in any heavy contracts and makes you guilt guilt shames you for training different things, you know. Oh, that's um, a big one. That is a big yeah. one right there. Yeah. 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 Like like for example, like uh, r real quick, um, I just promoted one of my uh brown belts to black belt recently a couple of weeks ago, and one of his requirements. Um, over the last year was to cross train with, with, with people. And it just so happens that, you know, at our karate unity network, we've got boxers, grapplers, strikers, uh, what's it, uh, uh, tactical combative guys and this and that. And so we invited them. I, we invited them over, over here. They came here to, to our dojo here and, um, he got a chance to cross train and, and now he's met, he's met some of these guys. And I, I told him, I said, listen, they go to different schools and stuff, but, Bro, they're all my friends and I respect their work and go and train with them. You See, know, that, that's the message, you know? right? Yeah. To me, that is that is the message. You want to see your student do well. Yeah. So you're getting them the extra exposure, which is going to obviously make them a much better martial artist, but then also they're going to keep paying it forward into other people as well. Right. Yeah. And I think and I think that comes down to confidence, right? And and I have a lot of respect for you in doing that because going back to something we were talking about earlier is people have a tendency to put up walls and to say, Hey, don't look over there. Their stuff is no good. Stay yep. here with me and me only. And if you go over there, I'm going to consider you a traitor. That to me comes from a lack of confidence. When you're confident, you can say, definitely. It's like, it's like having friends, you know, it's like, <laughs> if you're not confident about your friendship, you're going to hold on to that one person and say, if you go, I'm going to be destroyed confidence is like, yeah, go over there and hang out with them and then come back and we'll all have fun. I mean, that's, that, that is, that is super cool. And I think that that is a great message. And again, you know, tip of the tip of the hat to you on this. And I'm looking really forward to meeting up in person when you're out here in LA in August, like I said, I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you. And, and I hope that you'll be on 
many more times before August, right? I feel like yeah. a great new friendship is being formed. And like yeah, I said, man. I train at Gracie, uh, Gracie University down in Torrance with Hannah and Hiron Gracie. And if you wanted to come by and check things out, I would love to to bring you by, hang out with people. Everybody's super cool. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a really like it's been a true pleasure. And I appreciate your generosity. And I think for you, it's probably probably starting to get a little bit later. And for me, I need to take off and go to class here. I yeah, have a yeah. two hour commute down to Torrance from, from my house. Okay. Um, yeah. You better get going. Yeah. But no, but Chris, it's been absolutely my pleasure in, in meeting you, having this discussion. Like I said, Same. I'm going to share the links to your socials. I think that, you know, everybody would be super well advised to take a look at what you do and uh, you're a cool guy and you're, you're doing a really great thing. So I can't wait to, uh, have our, our paths cross again very soon. Thanks, brother, for sure. Uh, I'll be there in August. And uh, if you ever want to come down to Toronto, man, you know, give me a shout. I'll pick you up from the airport. We'll do some stuff. Chris, <laughs> you're the man. Yeah, Once man. I get it, um, cool. So I'll, I'll end the call now and then I'll follow up with you in a little bit. All right, man. Thanks All right. a million. Thank you. Talk to All you right. soon. Later. Bye. Okay, bye.